Today's reading is John chapter 3. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Truly, truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Can he enter his mother's womb a second time to be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and of the Spirit. Flesh is born of flesh, but Spirit is born of the Spirit. Do not be amazed that I said, You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. You hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, and yet you people do not accept our testimony. I have told you about earthly things, and you do not believe. How will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that everyone who believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. And this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light, and does not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever practices the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen clearly that what he has done has been accomplished in God. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, where he spent some time with them and baptized. Now John was also baptizing at Anon near Salim, because the water was plentiful there, and people kept coming to be baptized, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then a dispute arose between John's disciples and a certain Jew over the issue of ceremonial washing. So John's disciples came to him and said, Look, Rabbi, the one who is with you beyond the Jordan, the one you testified about, He is baptizing, and everyone is going to him. John replied, A man can receive only what is given him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said I am not the Christ, but am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom stands and listens to him, and is overjoyed to hear the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine, and it is now complete. He must increase. I must decrease. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, yet no one accepts his testimony. Whoever accepts his testimony has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God gives the Spirit without limit. The Father loves the Son and has placed all things in his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever rejects the Son will not see life. Instead, 
the wrath of God remains on him. This is God's word. I'll let you in on a little secret. Actually, it's a big, ugly secret, but I don't think most Christians know about it. The secret is envy and jealousy are not sins that church members struggle with only. Pastors and ministry leaders struggle with them too. I have, more often and more recently than I would like to admit. On the outside, we pastors are glad for the ministry success of others. And when we're thinking biblically, we are genuinely glad for God's blessings on other churches. I really don't think that we are in competition with other churches. Our competition is entertainment, relaxation, sleeping in on Sunday, working extra weekend hours, materialism, secularism, and all kinds of other noise that distracts people from church attendance and ultimately from the gospel message. I want all my friends in the ministry to succeed, and I want other gospel-preaching churches in our area and elsewhere to be reaching people in salvation, baptizing them, discipling them, and therefore growing in numbers and in spiritual life. But I want our church to prosper as well. I want us reaching people and baptizing them. I want to see the people who attend and are members of our church to be showing up enthusiastically, ready to worship and grow on Sunday. I want to see you bringing friends too and to see others coming for the first time. So when our church attendance is up and down, but others are adding additional services to accommodate all the growth, it's hard not to want what they've got. So the latter half of John 3 is just for me today. John's disciples were concerned about Jesus' success. They were alarmed that Jesus was preaching and baptizing and that, as they put it in verse 26, everyone is going out to him. That's the NIV's translation. John the Baptist, the greatest man who ever lived, apart from Jesus, of course, had a godly response. To this, John replied, A person can receive only what is given them from heaven. That's verse 27 in the NIV. Jesus' success, anyone's success, results from God's blessing. John was happy to see Jesus doing well because he understood who Jesus was. We see that in verses 28 through 30. John served faithfully in the role that God called him to fill. Now that role was nearing completion, as verse 30 put it. And John couldn't have been happier about the attention Jesus was receiving. Are you jealous of anyone? Or envious of anyone else's life? There's a lot that could be said about that. On one hand, appearances are not always reality. And when that's true, reality always emerges eventually. Also, there's the whole matter of sowing and reaping. And sometimes our struggles result from what we've been sowing. But we all need to remember the sovereignty of God over this life. He has different purposes and plans for each of us. If we are faithful to what God commands us to do and calls us to become, if we are sowing good seed and doing it consistently, then we need to trust God with the results. So, think about your life. Are you feeling envious of anyone? Think about what John the Baptist said here, and I'll see you next time. May God bless you. Hope you have a great day.